How's everybody? How's everybody? Good. Good, 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 good. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, eh? Is God in your house? In your, do you feel him inside of you? Do you experiencing him? You know, is he your joy? Is he your peace? I mean, that's, that's what the most important thing is. You know, you can, you can come here and you can, you can look at people and you can say, uh, while everybody's worshiping, oh, I don't know if I would do that or uh, look at this person and look at that. But you know why you came here? You came here simply to minister to other people. All the judgments that you are having inside your heart, just uproot them. Yeah. Just say, I'm just here to bless. That's it. Lord, Holy Spirit, I'm opening my heart. Who is ready here? Who can I minister to? You know, just con continuously open your heart to the Holy Spirit, because that's what we need today, so that we can minister to one another. Good morning, then. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I like it. I like everyone use their serious voice. Is everyone good this morning? You, you awake? Just shake it up a bit. Shake it up. Just shake it up a bit, yeah? Everyone's awake? I know sometimes in worship we get so relaxed, man. You know, hey, God's presence is something phenomenal but uh, while we were worshiping you know over the years <laughs> we've had many many scenarios where everything goes wrong up here <laughs> you know and it's so easy when like like Tasso was mentioning you know when you come to church or you're trying to do something if all the factors aren't perfect it's so easy to miss out on the enjoyment you know you know when you're looking forward to something so much and then you get there and like three things are wrong and you're like oh 99 things are right but that one thing is wrong, and you just like, let me throw away the 99 and focus on the bad thing, you know? And this morning, just like in worship, or when we involved us as children of God, every single day of our lives should be consistent. Do you know why? Because God never changes. The Bible tells us to base everything in our lives on Jesus. Amen? So like everyone would have heard this week, what happened? Repo went up, petrol's going up, electricity is going up. Are you also going, you're going up. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. I also want to come. <laughs> Everything's going up, man, you know. And, but the thing is, is that we're always up. Amen. Because we are in Jesus. Amen. That's, that's the truth. We got to live by every single day. And, you know, when I, I heard a worship leader say years ago, and I know I don't often quote them. But, uh, you know, they said is that there is, our worship should never, ever change. Because our worship is supposed to be based on God. It's not based on how we're feeling, how well things are going, or, you know, how that is. I mean, you guys know the age-old thing. When things are going lacquer, you don't see people in church. Then when there's trouble, Father, we submit to you, Lord. We worship you. We seek you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> then when the problem's sorted out, next week, Sunday, you don't see them for six months. Oops. Like, hey, where are you going? Oh, I've just been so busy, man. Oh, counseling's going. No, really good. God is good. Then you see them four weeks in a row. Hey, I'm so glad you're in church. Yeah, you know, I'm trusting God. Oh, you know, it's, yeah, God's going gonna to come through. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? What, what's going on, you know? And, and it's so amazing that Jesus paid the price for us to have an entrance into a reality that is ever abundant, ever peaceful, ever good, ever pleasing. Man, the pleasure in the kingdom of God is incomparable to anything in this world. Now, there's nothing, guys, I promise you, 
There is nothing. Okay, I haven't done much in my life, I'll be honest. But you listen to people who've been touched by God, right? They've been involved in everything in the world, and they'll tell you, there is nothing that this world has to offer that can compare to experiencing life himself. Mm. Amen? And it's just like you were talking about last week, when you were talking about a carnal Christian. I don't know, this was supposed to be a greeting, but, sorry, did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've been on the mic the whole morning. <laughs> but uh, when you were talking about a carnal Christian, you know, and how we limit it to the very basic definition, it's like, oh, you're sinning, you're, you're carnal. No. If you are living purely by your five senses, Purely by your hormones, you know, in, in that, that your brain generates, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, you know, whatever all this other stuff is. Living purely on your biochemical makeup, that makes you carnal because you've settled for a lesser reality. Amen? Everyone these days is trying to hack their body. They're trying to hack their physiology. Mm. This is how you beat depression. But what they're actually talking about is the side effects that depression has in your body. This is how we get mental health. But what they're talking about is the side effects it has on our soul, on our mental well-being. No one's actually talking about fixing the source of the issue. And Jesus comes along. He says, listen, man, I've not just come to give you life. I've come to give you it abundantly. And if you know him, then you know what it means to live. Amen? Because he gives us an experience of life in our hearts that nothing and no one will ever give us. He gives us a value, a dignity. He gives us a worth, a purpose that nothing in this world can. Doesn't matter what model of car you got, even if it is an M3. Thanks, man. I appreciate that one. You know the M3 is dear to my heart. Amen? Amen. Are you guys excited this morning? Amen. You know the crazy thing about what you're saying is that everybody's trying to hack into the physiology. The crazy thing is, folks, is that when fish, 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 flesh tries to fix flesh, it actually lands up damaging it. You know? It actually backfires on us. It's the paradox. When you try to find life in yourself in any way, you'll never enter into life. It's the paradox. Jesus says the only way that we enter into life is when we... Jeez, do you guys read the Bible? <laughs> Jesus says in order to live, you must... You must die. Die to what? Exactly. What is self? Self is the most materialistic thing you could, you could ever follow. We always think materialism is cars and clothes and money. No. All of that stuff is connected to self. You sort out self, you sort out the money problem. You sort out self, you, so, you sort out the lust problem. You sort out self, you sort out every external issue. Amen? We reiterate this all the time. Guard your heart above all else, for out, of, for out of it flows forth the issues of life. Amen? The greatest thing. But people are still trying to hack it. You know, I've walked with people that have been in serious depression, people that have been on suicide watch, and it's taken me months. My, my family will tell you, my wife will tell you. I've walked them out of depression, and when they get to the revelation that, hold on a second, this is just me trying to fix me. And now, in the process, I've hurt me. When they get that simple revelation, there's no tablet, there's no doctor, there's no book, there's nothing except that experience of how much God loves me, how much His love makes me feel 
whole. How much His love makes me feel worthy. And then all of a sudden, when worth comes back into the human being's heart, guess what happens? His life level starts to rise. Turn to the person next to you and say, you can only live according to the level of your self-worth. Some of you guys are thinking, why? Well, listen, if your worth is not good, you're going to date somebody that's not worthy. Hello? You're going to hang out with friends that you shouldn't be hanging out with, but you're going to settle for them because you haven't actually tapped into your own worth. You're still allowing false responsibilities, false relationships, false things that self is hanging on to, but the moment that thing dies, I promise you, even certain people overnight, relationships will get fixed. Amen? I know a lot of us don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. If we stop trying to hack this thing and we start to rest in the finished work of Jesus, we start, we start to enjoy life. Amen? Amen. So, guys, as you know, the last Sunday of every month, this is what we do now. So, the first three Sundays, each of us will be preaching a message. And on the last Sunday, hopefully you guys had gone over the messages throughout the month. And then you guys are going to add, and we're going to have a Q&A. And if there's anything that you guys want to ask, it doesn't always have to be relevant to the messages preached throughout the month. It can be something that's on your heart this morning. Uh, we'll trust the Holy Spirit to help you. We are not the Holy Spirit. We couldn't come close, okay? But God has appointed us to lead and love, and that's why we're here. Amen? So we're trying to do church differently, guys, because church has become so rote, so uh, predictable, so programmed that, um, you know, it's just not even relevant anymore. Amen? We want to keep it spontaneous. We want to keep it live. We want to keep it thrived, thriving, and uh, we're going to try everything until we, until we got it. Amen. Amen? Are you guys open to new things? Do you know? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Turn to the person who needs to say, the only thing that stays constant in life is change. Change. And if your heart is not a heart that is shapeable, moldable, ready for change, you're going to get left behind. And that's in everything. Everything, every day is changing. And at the moment, the world is changing at a rate of knots, guys. They're saying, we've got to get ready for new money, new types of government, new types of everything. They're even calling it the new normal. They can foot sack with that thing. But anyway, <laughs> because my normal doesn't change. Jesus is my normal. And Jesus is your normal. Amen? Amen? So it doesn't matter where we go, where we land up, we're always going to be in Jesus. That's it. So we're going to be strong, fortified, protected, safe, redeemed, ready to go. Amen? Amen. 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 So Amen. I don't know if you guys want to share something before we have the roaming mic. Who's our uh, mic maestro this morning? Is mic? James. Give everybody, give yeah, James, James a big round of applause. <laughs> and while we are waiting for James to get set up, JR, this sounds a bit muffled. Can you yeah. give it a little bit more tops there, please, and drop I, the bottom? I think swap it out with, with Grant's mic, dude. Oh, Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, James. Uh, it's okay. I'm um, starting to sound a bit like uh, Barry Watcher. <laughs> All right, so while we're getting ready, guys, everyone's got their questions, right? Have you guys been getting all the comms? Have you been seeing the clips daily? Sort of, maybe a little bit. Okay, cool. 
Right, while we're waiting and everyone's uh, getting ready, listen, there, there will be a mic, obviously, uh, if you do have a question or a comment or want to add something, just uh, wave at us. We're going to go through everyone, give everyone a chance. We have the mic so everyone can hear, also for our live stream audience. But before we get there, Dylan, bro, right, everyone, take your phones out quickly. Put that in your browser. Go, 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 go. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. All right, this is a link to a platform called Linktree, all right? Now, the reason we've chosen to go this way is because we get requests almost every day. Hey, where's the link to this? Where's the link to that? Da, 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 whatever, all right? So to make things easy, when you put this link in your browser and bookmark it, all right? You guys can open it now. Go there now and open it. In there, you're gonna find a link to all our social platforms, all right? You're gonna find links to our latest series, you'll see in there now, it's Living by Faith, the three parts. You'll find the playlist for that, right? You'll also find a GPS pin that says visit us when it says visit us. Send that to anyone. They will, a GPS pin will open on their phone. So this link over here, right? Anytime someone asks you, hey, where can I find out about CWW? Which church do you go to? You can be like, hey, let me send you a link. This is going to make your life easy, Right? And um, our website is also on there. The Telegram link is also on there. Everything is there, guys. So every week, we're going to be communicating uh, um, links to this thing, if you guys haven't distributed it or saved it, right, which you're doing now. But on our broadcast list as well, um, we're going to be updating the new episode links. We're going to be updating the playlist. Anything that's happening, right, you can find everything at this place. Right. Everyone good? Makes sense. Happiness. Right. So everyone who's got social media, this is what I want you to do, right? If you don't have brands of your own, okay? If you don't have brands of your own. In your bio on your social media, please go put this link. <laughs> do us a favor, man. Because, <laughs> I mean, then people find all your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Make a plan. Share it to people. Distribute it. Let everyone save this link because every week when the new sermon's out and it just makes the access easy. You guys know there's nothing more frustrating than trying to go find something and you don't know where to find it, Right? People have expressed that frustration. <laughs> so everything's in this place. Bookmark it, share it, whatever you need to do. And if you have not been added to our broadcast list, guys, on WhatsApp, please save our number, like Adley mentioned. Message us. Say, hi, this is my name and my surname. Please add me to the broadcast list. I spoke to someone this week. I'm not going to say who it was. We didn't know they were, on, they were not on the broadcast list, but they've been here like forever. So guys, please, all right, get in touch, get, get with the comms, just so that you're always updated. Uh, we're sending out broadcasts every day. Same with the, the mic night that's coming up. You guys got to be here that night. Please buy tickets from ads afterwards. Pastor Didi is going to be doing a, flu, a, flu, a few Michael Buble numbers, some bluesies. He doesn't know yet, but he's going to, all right? Uh, Grant's going to be singing a few love songs, so uh, ladies... If you've got some single friends who's looking for a godly, beautiful man, uh, Grant's that guy. There. I got you, bro. I got you. Right? Uh, so, yeah, guys, please, come on, get involved. It's going to be fun. Right? Amen. Everyone ready? You got your notes? You got your questions? Who wants to go first? Yo, everyone looks away. Yo. <laughs> Melissa, you got to go first. Yeah. Pastor Didi was advertising that mine this morning. Do you have anything? Okay, wait, hold on. We're getting the mic to you. Thanks, James. Just unmute there, JR. Yeah. 
people hear me? We can give a bit more. <laughs> Hello. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. Well, last week, Tassel was talking about making things real in our hearts. You know, part persuasion. It's always you, but Because I love you, Tassel, and you're so wise. You don't love us? Are we not wise? Yeah. You see, you see your sports car, huh? You see your sports car. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm no, joking. you guys are also wise. Don't stress. Um, yeah, otherwise. <laughs> so I thought it might be useful to everyone and also just for me as well, if you guys could give us some workable strategies for persuading our hearts. Like, how do we rewrite things into our hearts? I feel like that's something that's worth going over again. Like, actually, what can you do every day? Okay. Because we covered that last year a little bit, but just getting a refresher of that would be awesome. Mm. You know, a workable strategy. Do this, or this is how we can do it. Sit and meditate, or write something, or what do you do? Yeah, but I, I think it's important to uh, put a scripture up, which we take and obviously we explain it from, from the scripture and let the scripture uh, say what practically we do. And it's obviously Mark 11, 23 and 24, which becomes, <clears throat> I don't know if we can put it up, if, if that's okay. I know it's a... Is he going for it? Okay, great. And uh, I think that, that definitely show us, I, I call it the Kenneth Hagin scripture. I don't think, you know, Mark has written that, eh? I don't think so. <laughs> so, um, and, and in that context, it always tells us, especially in Mark eleven twenty two, where it says, have the faith of God, which means have the God kind of faith. And specifically in the Greek, um, it brings out um, operate faith like God does. That's, that's what it says. Now, we know that God operates faith, and, and the type of faith that God operates is called creative faith. So the way that God does it, he looks at, as we always said um, in Isaiah 40 and verse 10, he sees the end from the beginning. In other words, God always sees the end result. And then when he sees the end result, um, obviously because he is God, he, can, he doesn't need to persuade his heart. He hasn't got any negativity inside of him, okay? So, but it first becomes real in his own heart. And once something becomes real in his own heart, then and only then he confesses it. In other words, he speaks it out because that's what the Bible calls faith-filled words, in other words, words that have been believed, you know, at a heart level. Now, the way, obviously, God believes, because we are created in His image and His likeness, <clears throat> in other words, He's got imagination, He's got creativity, He's got a heart, He's got intellect, you know, all of those things, intuition, and that's how we've been made. So, He uses all of those things to be able to create that picture in his heart and to become real that he took the decision to see how something should be and again that is uh, uh, the um, the word and the definition for righteousness how it should be 
And another word for righteousness is also harmony. In other words, everything must harmonize, you know, with that, that outcome, that reality. So it's important that when we see something, um, we don't see it from a selfish perspective. In other words, oh, he's given me prosperity, and then guess what? Now I'm going to look at something uh, that will make me look prosperous, okay? That undermines your heart. You can't have a picture like that. You can create a picture based on the gifts and the talents that God has given you of how to serve humanity. Okay? And once you see that, of how your gifts and your talents are serving humanity, within that, all other things are added. So, you create the picture based on God's promise that he has given you. And remember, you always qualify yourself. Am I in Jesus? Did you, when, he, when Jesus was raised from the dead, you know, he is the one that inherited the promises. When he inherited the promises, he was raised up, went to heaven, and right there and there, all those promises were given to him. Because now I'm in him, and I'm sitting with him in, in heavenly places, I'm, notice the word, I can receive the promise. The one was legal when I was raised with him, but now, because I'm in him and sitting with him, I can now, let, you know, partake of those promises. But again, when you partake of the promise, don't do it for selfish re reasons, because your heart is going to condemn you, and you, the picture cannot be formulated, cannot be settled in your heart. The kingdom never operates that way, the way that God has basically designed it. So anything that you want to see, you've got to see it on that basis so that your heart will allow the process to be established. That picture must be established. Or else it's going to be, keep condemning you. It's going to tell you that you're not good enough based on your performance. You're not going to feel qualified. You're going to feel undeserving. Why? Why all those things? Because it's coming always from the past. Now, once you can overcome that, then the picture will become believable to you. Because those are the weeds that we have in our hearts. Okay? Those are the thorns and the thistles that the Bible talks about. That, you know, we, we, we've, we've sown and we can't see that reality. Now, once you see whatever it is, whatever promise that, that, that God has given... With, with the proper intention that I've just given you now, then what will happen, the how will come into play. Don't ask for the how right in the beginning. Okay? Because that will never come. Only when you have established the end. When you, come, when you go out and you start establishing the end, how am I going to bless the people that I'm going to face today or encounter today? That's your end. Once you see that end, then the Holy Spirit is allowed to minister to give and give you wisdom on how to do it. Unless you've got the end, you're not giving the Holy Spirit anything to help you. Because all you and I are doing is simply looking at our own self-interest.
And the Holy Spirit never gives wisdom in our self-interest. It only gives wisdom to the promise. So then you're going to start taking the step, and then the Holy Spirit will give you the next step. And then the Holy Spirit will give you the next step as you keep taking those, uh, those practical steps. And at the same time, Matthew 21, 21 says, you remove doubt continuously. What is doubt? Doubt is the opposing force to the promise of God. Is when you focus more on your problem, on your negativity, on your past, rather than the promise, which is supposed to be the picture that you have set before you to establish it in your heart. So it will come. Of course it will come. Doubts will always come. Okay? But what we're supposed to do is uproot them, the Bible says. And the way you uproot them is you don't fight them. Because the more you fight doubt, the more it magnifies the problem within you. The way that you remove doubt is you just simply turn. The Bible says about Abraham, he turned from one city and started looking at Bethel. That's all we're doing. We're looking continuously at the promise. We, one of the Hebrew words uh, for prayer is adjust and repair. You're adjusting to the promise and you're repairing your heart to whatever you were focusing on. But all of those things become, remember, sometimes, you know, I'm saying all these things, but sometimes one might come before the other. You know, there's, there's no, uh, yeah, yeah, there's no sort of, but look, the most important thing is what has God chosen, you know, for you to experience first in your own heart. And then how are you going to use all of those um, gifts that he has given you? To be able to minister to others. Because that is exactly where life flows. 100%. Here's the scripture. <clears throat> okay. For surely I say to you. Notice. Who, whoever says. So. Notice. He didn't say please go and pray. And do all those kind of things. So that when you speak to the mountain. You know. You've energized yourself. God heard you enough. And then he's going to come and move the mountain. It doesn't say that. We insert that. Our religious mindset inserts all of those things there. So he says, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Notice, and he doesn't doubt in his heart. So I've got to bring myself, you know, and remember, doubt is not the absence of faith. Doubt is faith but in the problem. Okay. So, and he doesn't doubt, notice, specifically in his heart. Doesn't say in his mind. Doesn't say get a scripture and correct your thoughts at that time and somehow when you corrected the thought, something's going to happen. No. The person has made it very real in their heart. How do you know something is in your heart and how do you know you believe it? Well, it alters your sense of self. You know, you know, you're not feeling, in other words, the same about this thing, whatever the thing is, than the way you felt before. Now, it's totally different the way you're observing it. So, and he says, but believes that those things, notice, which he says, will be done or will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Can you see that? 
please don't insert anything into the scripture. Just allow the scripture to speak to you. Therefore, I say to you that whatever things, notice, you ask when you pray. Remember, what am I going to ask? I'm going to ask my heart to be able to conceive what's already been given. I'm not asking God to give me something. It's already been given. It's inside of me. So therefore, he says, I said, whatsoever things you ask when you pray. Before, it was what you say. This is what you pray. Believe that you receive them. Believe, in the Greek says, that you already have received them. Notice, and you will have them. And you will experience them. Now, I think it's quite simple, the process. You know, you see the end, you experience the end. Every time you, a doubt keeps coming into your heart, you keep eradicating, you keep, in other words, uprooting it, taking it out. You refocus. When something, he says, now has changed and altered inside of you, that's when you know you have believed. Before, it doesn't matter how you've convinced your mind. You haven't believed yet. He says, that's only when you know you have believed. When your entire sense of self has changed about a situation or a person or how you see life. Then he says it will manifest. So your thing is, and this is so important. This is the most important thing. When you embark into something like that, walking in faith, the most important thing is do not look at your external uh, circumstance as evidence. Uh, am I healed? No. The prayer hasn't been heard. I think I don't. No, no, no. He says, you need to capture it in your heart. Once your heart has captured it, that's your, you see, that's stewardship. Once your heart has captured this, okay, that's it. You've done your job. After that, I promise you, the physical will align because it's always the unseen that changes the scene. What you've done with that, this faith process that I've given you right now is you have changed the substructure. Substructure what? Inside my heart. My heart has changed. So what it's become? A funnel, a conduit. It's going to bring the unseen, which is in my spirit, man, already been given in Christ, and is going to manifest it my body or my circumstances or uh, in my relationships. I don't know if that makes that's awesome. Thank you, Tasso. Yeah. That was amazing. And that's the substance that um, Hebrews 11 is speaking of. Exactly. Remember, because faith has a substance. It has evidence of things not seen. Amen? It is the substance of things hoped for. So <clears throat> Tasso is saying, when you can actually start to experience the substance of the thing, because you can see it, it's starting, to, it's starting to, you're more comfortable with that than your outside circumstance. That's the substance of things hoped for. Amen? And you can actually see yourself in the thing before you're in it. Yeah. You can sometimes even taste it and experience it because you're so close to it that you know it's there. You know. You know. And that is what Hebrews, I mean, Hebrews 11 says. It says, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
You know that the Greek word for the word doubt over there, do you know, it's so important because it says that whoever believes in his heart and does not doubt. The Greek word for doubt there is diakrinos. And diakrinos means through the channel, dia via, krinos, condemnation. So all doubt is always going to be rooted in you not believing that Christ has qualified you. You can't even begin to see the thing that is yours until you, until you believe without a shadow of a doubt you are who he says you are. That's why we always say in this church, we, we say, don't go to prayer with your shopping list. When you're going to prayer, go in there and make sure you are removing the doubt. The doubt comes from the condemnation. Never thinking that you're good enough. <clears throat> now that, that scripture has been butchered by the word of faith, guys. <clears throat> They've turned it into, uh, um, what do you call this thing? If you confess enough, uh, uh, what do they call it? You will attract, what's it? The law of attraction. <laughs> yeah, frame it, name it, and claim it. Okay, but I want to come to your house and see all the things you framed. Do you have them? I want to see it. But that was given to the church for many years. I ran around with that. You ran around with that. We all did framing it, naming and claiming it. But we were never worthy in our hearts. We, were ne we never dealt with the, the doubt in our hearts that Christ has qualified us for so long. Because we didn't even hear about that most of the time. We all heard about if we, if we sp uh, speak positive confession enough, it's all going to come anyway. So nobody focused on the finished work of Christ and who they are in Christ. They're all just finished on looking at the stuff. One of the most devastating things for me once was I would walk into, I, I, I worked in a very, a very big church. Uh, people would say it's successful, but does numbers make things successful? No. Anyway, I'd walk into the, into the pastors and go through and just chat to the guys and speak about the different stuff they were doing, the different departments. And on their, on their um, screensavers, would be the Rolex or the BMW X5 or the Porsche or the Ferrari or the suit or whatever it is, would just be scrolling up and down on their screen. And I would ask the guys, what, what is this all about? No, 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 no that's, my, that's my promise wall. That's, if I see it and I confess it enough, I'm going to get an X5. Do you know how new age that is, guys? That's got nothing to do with Jesus. It's got nothing to do with the scriptures. I would rather sit and put a picture of myself. <laughs> well, I know that's not a good idea. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather put a picture of myself walking with a smile on my face, peace in my heart. Put a speech bubble on it for, for, for heaven's sake if you need to. But I'd rather put a picture of myself healed, saved, delivered. I'd put a picture of me and my family holding hands in harmony. Put a picture of those things. See that. And when I've got that, all the rest will be added to me anyway. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Come on, man. What, what nonsense is this? It's crazy. But I wanted to bring up the fact that you, need to, you can actually have the substance before you have it, like Tasso said. You actually feel different, different about it. And doubt actually means the channel of condemnation. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to add, obviously, before you even look at, at, at something and a promise, the faith walk of the believer, the number one uh, thing that we need to establish our hearts is faith righteousness. 
In other words, I need to see myself in the righteousness that Jesus obtained on my behalf. That is the most important thing. If you, if you want to embark on something, that is the first thing that you need to do. You need to establish your heart in the righteousness that you have in Jesus. Because if you don't do that, then you're going to put a screensaver thinking, you know, that all that stuff is going to make you happy. That's what's going to bring success. And all we've done is we've taken the wool system and we dressed it up with some Bible verses, you know, and uh, all we're doing is corrupting our hearts and obviously affecting other people in a very negative way. And like Vidi says, you know, uh, where is all those things that these people, you know, have been believing for? Because you see, your heart condemns you. It doesn't allow you to go there, exactly. you know. Uh, but then you don't think it's your heart. You just think, oh, it's the devil, you know. He doesn't want me to have this. But I know God has given me prosperity. And, uh, you know, he wants me to have this and he wants me to experience this, you know. So you start justifying your own sense of lack, you know, based on scriptures, uh, you know, and, and suddenly we become self-delusional and we, we start obviously affecting our hearts in a very negative way. And the scariest thing that takes place within the community is you've been saying, this is yours, the, the BM, the Rolex, the this, it's yours, it's yours, and then you don't get it, then you're disappointed, okay, and you're walking around condemned. And then you've got this, the other problem is that you're so focused on the stuff that the corruption in the heart starts to say to itself that I'm only right with God when I am blessed with that. Yes. That's the proof of the blessing. That's the proof that I'm right with God. So you corrupt your heart to a level where you actually condemn yourself as being less because you don't have the thing that you're coveting. And guess what? It doesn't stop there, folks. Because remember, whatever's going on in our hearts, we're going to put on each other. So when somebody pulls up here in a broken down foxy, what's the first thing you're going to think about them? He's not blessed. He comes in here with a broken pair of tackies. Eesh. This oak must pray more. This oak's not blessed. But where's it coming from? We put the law on each other. We put the law on each other. If I make my worth about stuff that I am doing and, and, and fulfilling, the moment that I don't do it or fulfill it, I will be condemned. And the moment you don't do what I'm trying to fulfill, which means blessed, I will condemn you. We will always see on each other the very failings of ourselves because we're working to something. Are you with me? This is not about a work. This is about a finished work. It's about the finished work of Jesus. Amen. 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 So guys, listen. This, this, that, was, that question was years and years worth of teaching. But the good news is last year we did Mystery of the Heart, right? That was seven or eight parts. Was, I think it was last year. There's a playlist on YouTube. Go watch it. There's another playlist on YouTube about transformation we did during lockdown. That was about 12 parts, right? So we're talking over 20 hours of biblical teaching on how to bed this down, how to make sure that you're walking in the obedience that the Bible tells us about. Because Romans 1 tells us what? It says that we have been called to be obedient to what? 
to the faith. See, being righteous by faith, what Tasso is talking about, is the obedience that the believer needs to be walking in. People limit obedience to doing right and wrong. Listen, firstly, we must accept that Christ made us righteous. Because unless we do that, there is no life. Amen? So please, guys, go check out those teachings. Because the number one thing that stands out for me, apart from all the beautiful gems that we've discussed about Mel's question, is the diligence and the effort that it requires from every single one of us. Only you have authority and jurisdiction in your heart. Tasso can't come in there and be like, hey, but take this out. No. Every single one here is responsible for their own heart. So you've got to put in the diligence. You've got to put in the time to sit down and say, okay, Lord, this thing, this condemnation that I'm holding, Jesus took this. I choose to pull this out right now because he's righteous. Amen? This lack and this disqualification that I'm carrying, I choose to pull this out right now because Jesus qualified me. You're not exempt from that process, guys. Amen. So please, go study those teachings. It will change your daily walk with God, I promise you. You'll be walking around like you were baptized in holy oil instead of lemon juice. If that's even a thing. <laughs> don't fall for, I just want to say this, because yeah. I know you want to go so. But don't fall for big faith, guys. Don't fall for that. It's a lie. You need big faith to do big things, you know? doesn't work like that. Jesus said you need faith of mustard seed. The only problem is it's getting short-circuited by the doubt. The faith is there. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. The Holy Spirit knows who he is. Okay? He ain't second-guessing himself. But it's you lining up with the truth of who you are in him. Amen? That's the key. Remember, you can do nothing without identity. Take the physical example, you cannot buy a house without an identity, you can't buy a car, you can't do anything unless you have an ID document. You cannot access anything in the kingdom unless you have your identity in Christ. What he did in the death, burial, and the resurrection. Otherwise, you're going to be chasing your tail for the rest of your life. Put the work in so that you can enter into the rest. And what is that work? That work is... Seeing who you are in Christ, it is the pivotal moment of your life. When your heart sees that and there's no doubt and you know without any doubt in your heart who you are, I promise you the things, they happen. They happen because you're in the flow. In the flow. Sorry. No, no, I I just wanted to say, let's say you you take the scripture here that we read, okay, Mark 11. Um. You go and and you start reading that scripture. Forget about what we said. You start reading it and you say, Lord, and you do it in a meditative sort of uh, attitude. Okay, Lord, you said that and these words are for me personally. Okay, and I know you. I know that you want me to experience your life. I know that you, you know, you got good intentions for me. Okay, so when I'm going to read it, I want to know, what does this mean to me personally? You need to ask that question. What does this mean to me personally? And then stop. If you, if, if, if you read it and it doesn't mean anything, you say, okay, hold on one second. Let me just go look at 
each scripture in one of the uh, Bible apps. You can get a Blue Letter Bible app. My sword, sword, yeah. I mean, just download anyone. Even if you don't, just Google it. Mark 11, 23 and 24. You know, just different references and just say, you know, different sort of uh, translations. Let it come up. And then just start reading it. Now, as you start reading, certain words are just going to jump up. But for you personally, at that moment, write that word down. And then if you can, just go look it up in the original if you want. Just, if you don't know, just phone us, send us an app, do something. I need to know this word because the Holy Spirit, if it jumped up, the Holy Spirit obviously wants you, at that moment, you're part of your life to be able to study that specific word in that context. Because it's something important for you personally. And then do it. Okay? And then... Go back and say, all right, Lord, what are you saying to me in this verse here? What is it exactly that you want? And you don't have to get the whole revelation. I mean, the, the Hebrew um, say there were 70 faces to the, uh, to the Torah, okay? In other words, this scripture, you can see it in sef- sef- 70 different um, views, and it can be in a different stage of your life. And none of those views are wrong. I mean, if you saw that scripture 20 years ago and you got a revelation and you see it, oh, don't say that was wrong. Now I've got it. I've got the real revelation. No, it was pertinent at that time. And it's very important for you right now. So do that. You see, by doing that, you're going to own that scripture. This is not, it's not going to be secondhand information coming from us. You hear it, you get a, a general, but now you're making it personal. You're making it your own. And stay on that scripture. I mean, I've stayed on a scripture for three to six months. Just doesn't want to let go. I've stayed on that specific scripture. And keep looking and keep looking and keep looking at it. That's what the, in Matthew uh, 7 it, where it says, Ask, seek, and knock. That's exactly what it means. It means that as you're looking, as you're asking more questions about it, you're creating more urgency in you. You're not trying to get God to give you something. It's an urgency that you are creating inside of you because you're seeking. Guess what else you're doing? You're developing your thirst for the word. You tasting more of him and you want more if you're not going to do it you haven't tasted it have you noticed if you if you have a chocolate you want another one and another one that's true hey eh? that's very true absolutely especially if you you like sugar you know so <laughs> so so that's what that's what you want to do you want to develop an appetite for the word you know and please you know, for me, this is, is very important, each one of you, because we don't want to keep repeating and repeating. That's not a problem, repeating, but we want you to get it and to make it your own. You see, where you'll be able with your own eyes now to see it. It's become a first-hand experience. You're a witness to it. You tasted it, and you can tell someone, not what someone else told you, but what you experienced. 
Eh? Yeah. You experience it. You t- listen, I've tasted this. Nobody can, can take this thing away from me, you know. So start doing that. Just get scriptures that are, you know, like for example, James 1. God never tempts me. Yeah. Just keep going and keep looking at that, you know. And no matter what anybody says, you've tasted that word. God never tests me. He never puts me through anything. All he wants is his gospel of peace in my life. That's it. I want to be immovable in that scripture. And don't go to some obscure scripture. Go to a scripture that's open and clear. Tells you this is the way it is. Genesis 1, 26, 27. God gave me authority. So I've got authority. Keep looking at that. What does it mean to have authority? Just that scripture. Look it up. You know, that, that's how it's done. That's how we start experiencing, okay, uh, the word in our lives. And we allow, obviously, the Holy Spirit to be the teacher. The teacher. Is that old saying that says, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. Amen? <laughs> yeah, school is not like that. But when we're hungry and we're ready to learn, I promise you, the Holy Spirit's going to take you there. Yeah. Well, we are, we've only had one question. We're already 10 minutes over. Can, can we have one more question, or do you guys want to call it quits for the day? Yeah, sure, sir. I don't have your name, but the, the mic is coming. <laughs> it's basically just for the recording, so they can hear what you're saying on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll repeat it. We'll repeat it. No, for sure. That's why it's called the gospel of peace. Amen. It's not called the gospel of everything else. It's actually called the gospel of peace.
Lord, you won't move in faith unless you're in peace. Amen, for sure. Thanks for that. That's a good addition to what we, we're speaking about. Yeah, give him a round of applause. Still didn't get your name. What's your name, bud? Paul. Oh, Rourke. I was about to say, Paul. Jeez, what a name. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, we'll change. Yeah, Tasso says, let's change it to Paul. <laughs> awesome. Anyone else? Sheldon? Mike? Where's the mic? Okay, we'll take one more and then we'll call it a day. Is that cool? We haven't got any from this side. Anyone? Okay, they're cool on this side. Um, I think it's just a comment. Um, I had to to comment on this. Um, She asked the question and out came Mark 11, 23, 24. And I was reviewing the three sermons this past week and I thought to myself, how can you guys speak about walking in faith and living in faith and not and not touch <coughs> Mark 11:23 and 24? And you gave such a beautiful a beautiful description on how to to use it, you know. And um, I'm great. I, I just wanted to say to God, I'm grateful for the way He works because I I said to Him. These guys, they can't speak about faith and not <laughs> mention those. And then it, 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 come, it comes up. Uh, uh, and Tasso, you gave me such a lot of insight into how actually to use it, you know? And um, so I'm, I'm chuffed. Um, I'm, I'm, ve- I'm very happy. Um, Praise the Lord. And, and then I, for me, this is very... Um, is it some one of the three three of you said that um, a big problem with Christians is that they, some of them at least, or they not, they're not authentic. So it sounds like it was me. Um, they're not authentic. So what I experience as a Christian, most probably many people experience as well. And what I find sometimes with faith is that you you believing for something and doubt comes and you try to flex your faith muscle yes. and you, you, I'm believing and I'm believing and I'm believing and it becomes a work and the harder you work, the more tiring it becomes and, you know, so what I've gathered from you guys from the three sermons is it's, it's, in, it's invaluable to me because I need to be living in faith. Now, I don't know about the rest of you. My company has half a trillion dollars of debt. Um, the so-called shareholder has run it into the into the ground, and 500 billion rands worth of debt they have. And for the past two years, I haven't received an increase. So somebody said everything's going up, up, up. My salary is remaining the same. So my my disposable income is becoming less. less yeah. So I need to I need some tools to be able to get out of my situation. And also this vaccine mandate thing. Um, if it wasn't for the unions being against it, I would have had to make a tough decision in terms of vaccination. Yeah. So I really needed this, and I'm really, really grateful to you guys for. Thank Praise you very God. much. Thank That's you. That's amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, can we? Uh, there was other hands I saw, man. No one else? And you guys want to go? 
We're having fun in church, man. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's, are you guys okay with this uh, Q&A thing at the end of the month? Is it all right? Nothing we also want to hear from you guys. We need feedback, you know? We need feedback. So it's so lucky to see you guys are in the messages, and the messages are touching your heart. That really warms our hearts. So, no. Sorry, on, on Sheldon's comment, guys, the, the, the YouTube and the Facebook playlists that I keep talking about, there is a series on faith there. It's about, there's one on faith and there's one on righteousness. Many, many parts, and we touch on this. We teach you what the Bible says and how to make it real in your heart. All right? So please, take heed to what you've been taught. That's the Bible says. You will not get the, I promise you, I'm not bragging about anything, but you will not get these teachings anywhere else. I promise you. Because each of them are always run through the heart. And you never hear churches preach on the heart. This church that's our fundamental teaching here. It's how the heart works, and every scripture has to, has to go through it. Amen? Amen? So go spend time in it. I promise you it's really going to bless you. But we want to let you know about a couple of things before we end in prayer, and that is, can we have a guitarist up here? Thank you. Well, there's only <laughs> and, two of us today. So. There's only two of us today. <laughs> we didn't have a drum or anything today, but the Holy Spirit, the worship was awesome. Amen? Amen. You know, God is so good to us, man. But um, Wednesday nights, guys, we're up and running this past Wednesday. We, myself and Bash, only left at, I think it was quarter to 11, half past 10, because we prayed for every single person in the room. Every person in the room got Holy Spirit ministry. They either got a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, they got, they found out about certain things that are blocking in their hearts. The Holy Spirit really led us. Do not miss out on a Wednesday. God has put it in my heart that we need to give you more personal Holy Spirit ministry because the time is getting dark. Amen? And um, come, on a, come on a Wednesday. We start at half past six. When you arrive here, from half past six to half past seven, it's just prayer. And as you come in, doesn't matter what time you come in from work, some of us work later than others, get you at quarter two, you just fall into prayer. Seven o'clock, fall into prayer. By half past seven, we're going to start the word and we're going to start teaching you guys, okay? And you need to get teachings. Amen. You need to get, be strong in the word, strong in the spirit. What's the old saying? If there's too much word, no spirit, you get puffed up. If there's too much spirit and no word, you blow up. Enough spirit, enough word, you grow up. Amen. So that's the balance we're all looking for. Awesome. Is there anything else that I'm missing out on? Um, No, that's it. That's it. That's it. Cool. Come through on Wednesday. We're going to have an awesome time. Tonight, just praise and worship. We're going to just worship the Lord, and He's going to take us to places. Amen? The last one we had before we we actually closed off, people literally said they heard angels singing in this place. And uh, it was absolutely amazing. Awesome. Cool. Tuesday mornings, the prayer meeting is still taking place on Tuesday mornings, but that's going to be run by Pastor uh, um, Amalia, Pastor Gerard, and Pastor Chet. They're an amazing family. They're actually the owners of this building, of, the, of these premises. And they've always had a prayer meeting running here for years. But what we're doing is we're making the CWW official prayer meeting on a Wednesday. But their prayer meeting is for whoever wants to come from any church. They just fall in and they pray with the folks. They've got a real kingdom vision. So I want you guys to know that. So they just wanted me to let you know that their um, open prayer meeting for all different churches is on a Tuesday morning. And Auntie Charmaine will be uh, in charge of the prayer meeting on a, on a Wednesday evening, starting at half past six. Okay. Awesome. Say, God is good. God is good. 
And I'm feeling much better since I came to church this morning. <laughs> cool. Why don't you close your eyes, bow your heads. Oh, we just want to thank you, Jesus. We want to thank you that we're learning here. Every, every time we get together, we learn something more beautiful about your finished work. And this morning, Lord, we learned something so powerful, and that is to see ourselves in you, finished, whole, complete. We're not chasing for change. We're resting in transformation. We see it. We see ourselves healed. We see ourselves prospering. We see our family strong. We see our homes are happy and warm. We see the provision of your hand. We see it. It's ours. Nothing missing, nothing broken. We're living in your peace. We love you, Jesus. Pray over each and every one of these beautiful children of yours that they'll have the most amazing week, that they will be filled with boldness, Lord, to share this good news and everyone that comes past them will be seasoned with grace because of their hearts that are so warm, so loved, and so on fire for the King of Kings. Thank you, Jesus. Lead them every decision, everything that needs to be done, every decision that needs to be taken. Lead them this, this week, Holy Spirit. We love you. We trust you. And all those who love the Lord said... Amen. Give him a big shout of praise. Come on. So keep, keep your eye on um, the broadcast messages that are coming because as the broadcast messages come in, we're going to let you know what the next theme is for February. God hasn't told us yet, so we are trusting him just like you are. <laughs> Amen. But that's how it must be. It must be Holy Spirit led. Cool. Go have some...